our gospel today brings the figure of St. John the Baptist to the forefront. And if we think about it, uh, St. John the Baptist is, is something of an enigma. I mean, here is a guy who lives in a very inhospitable part of the world, uh, the Judean desert. He has the appearance of a wild man, wears camel hair for his clothing, and is sustained on the stomach-churning diet of locusts and wild honey. But that isn't even the most offensive thing about him, uh, quote-unquote offensive thing, and that is that John audaciously, boldly, and bluntly tells the truth, regardless of who is listening, regardless of who might be offended. In fact, uh, it will literally cost John the Baptist his head for preaching to King Herod the truth about marriage. Yet, nonetheless, people flock to him from all over Judea, the countryside of Judea, and in Jerusalem. <clears throat> they come out into the desert to listen to uh, John the Baptist preach. Why? Why were people going out to see him? I would venture to say they saw him as the prophet of the new exodus. What is the new exodus? Well, let's start with what is the first exodus. In the first exodus, God uh, spoke to Moses, chose Moses to be his instrument, and then by mighty work upon mighty work, God brought Israel out of slavery. He liberated Israel from slavery in Egypt and ultimately brought them to the promised land. The new exodus is this expectation that when God's Messiah, the anointed one, comes, God will liberate his people in a similar way, uh, that the, the template of the first exodus will point forward to this new exodus. All right, Christ is the Messiah. He is the new Moses, and he liberates us by his cross and resurrection, from not from physical slavery, but something far worse, the spiritual slavery to sin, death, and the devil. Okay, why was St. John the Baptist seen as the prophet of the new exodus? Well, there are three reasons, and we see them in our gospel. First, camel hair. He wore camel hair. We hear that and just think, okay, that's kind of primitive, rough clothing. But a devout Jew in the first century would have seen that and immediately thought of another revered prophet, Elijah. You know, it was said that when the Messiah was coming, before the Messiah came, that Elijah would prepare the way. And Jesus' own words indicate that John the Baptist came in the power and spirit of Elijah. Secondly, his location. It's the desert. You know, Israel, before they entered the promised land in the first exodus, they wandered in the desert for, uh, for a generation, for about 40 years. Why? Israel as a people needed to be purified. They had spent 400 years in Egypt, and they had picked up a lot of the culture of this pagan society, uh, and they needed to be purified of that. They needed to learn to trust in the Lord. Uh, they needed to let go of these practices they had adopted that were contrary to the covenant with the Lord. Um, and so their time in the desert for the people of Israel as a whole was a time of purification. And then John the Baptist comes and calls them back to that same desert. And then finally, John is at the Jordan baptizing people, doing a ritual washing for the repentance of sin. 
Now this too reminds Israel of the first exodus. Why? Because the Jordan River was the gateway into the Promised Land. After wandering for 40 years, the Lord brought them to the banks of the Jordan, and they finally entered this land flowing with milk and honey that had been promised to their forefathers. And so John brings them back to the waters of the Jordan and, and tells them to repent of their sins and, and receive this baptism of repentance to prepare for the coming Messiah, Jesus, for the new exodus. You know, Advent is a time, uh, Advent, Advent really has two purposes. It's, it's, a, it's a time for us to prepare for the arrival of the Messiah at Christmas, for the commemoration of that first Christmas. And we hope and pray that Christ may be born anew in our heart and soul. But it's also a time of preparation for the inevitable arrival of the end of the age, the last day. When Christ will come again and he will bring the new exodus begun by his cross and resurrection, he will bring the new exodus to completion and lead his people into the true promised land, the new and eternal Jerusalem. St. John the Baptist is something of the patron saint of Advent, and, and I would venture to say he shows us what we must do to prepare for those twin arrivals, those two advents, if you will. We must spiritually go out into the desert, leave behind what is comfortable and familiar, and seek uh, to be purified, uh, repent of our sins, and, and by God's grace, be purified. How do we do that? You know, there's this famous line attributed to John the Baptist from the Gospel of John, where uh, the Baptist says, He, Christ, must increase and I must decrease. That's a good uh, summation of the, the spiritual life, but, but it applies in particular to Advent. Uh, to spiritually go out into the desert means to embrace with renewed vigor prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. You know, think of it this way. Fasting, we can fast from anything that's good, but uh, in particular, it, it's traditionally associated with food. We fast from food. Maybe we skip a meal or two, and we feel hungry. That physical hunger is meant to be a powerful reminder to us of the deep spiritual hunger we all have for God. It's a reminder that true happiness in this life, it's only possible uh, it's only found in, in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Fasting, this realization of the deep hunger we have, it ought to compel us to embrace prayer with renewed vigor, to seek to enter into a conversation with the Lord uh, more ardently, where we speak to him and listen to him. And if we do that, if we pray with renewed vigor, God's charity, the love of God, will grow within us. Uh, we will decrease our, our ambition, our selfishness, our pride will decrease and he will increase. And then we will want to give alms. We will feel compelled to give alms because we see Christ in our brothers and sisters, uh, because God's charity and love has grown within us. We must spiritually go out into the desert in Lent, in, excuse me, not Lent, in Advent. We can do it in Lent as well. We should do it in Lent as well. Uh, we spiritually go out into the desert of Advent by prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. But one final thing, we see John the Baptist calls uh, the people of Judah to the desert to repent. And we need to do the same. In Advent, we ought to make one good confession 
and allow our sins to be washed away in the sacrament which reconciles us to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So let us follow St. John the Baptist this Advent so that we might be prepared to welcome Christ anew in our heart and soul at Christmas and to, to be purified, to, be, to continue a process of purification so that we will be ready for the true promised land of heaven when Christ comes again to complete the new exodus and lead us to the new and eternal Jerusalem.